You're listening to Seeking Change, the podcast where industry collaborates on eco-efficient minerals and made possible by the generosity of our sponsors and volunteers. In today's episode, we are joined by Seek International Director Grant Valentine and Principal of Process Development from Anglo-American Karina Aboro as we discuss their recent paper, Commissioning a Hydrofloat in a Copper Concentrator Application. Hello, Karina. Thank you very much for joining us today and congratulations on winning the SEEK Medal for Operations. It's it's fantastic to have you on this podcast. As a starting point, can you just please provide an overview of the, the paper's key findings and kind of how they contribute to sustainability and, and energy efficient practices in the industry? Hi, Grant. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation. It's very interesting to have this space to have a conversation about the paper. So it's very appreciated uh, as part of the of the team that uh, prepared the paper and won the medal. Uh, so thank you. Uh, well, about the paper, as you know, this talk about the success commissioning on a copper concentrator plan of a, an application of a early gun rejection of the coarse particle uh, flotation. So. Anglo-American selected El Soldado um, as the testing ground for this full-scale demonstration based on the unique configuration of, of this plant because can be uh, producing chameleon uh, products and stream that uh, customize fit for the coarse gun rejection hydrofloat plant. In general terms, what we found as part of this work was that first, uh, very important for us was demonstrate the scale up of the five meters hydrofloat, which is the largest in the world. Also, uh, we show that coarse particle flotation process can be integrated successfully in an existing concentrator and in a way that delivers uh, sustainability benefits. Additionally, the process has been applied at Soldado reduced energy consumption. That is very key. Uh, in the grinding, producing through uh, away tailings that are coarser, that also uh, produce a new stream that before didn't exist uh, in the process. And something that we have not in, on the map, but we found that the new flow sheet configuration with this uh, introduction of coarse particle flotation uh, enable us to reduce the uh, water consumption. So that is interesting and unexpected uh, for us. Thanks. and. You mentioned coarse gang rejection. What do you mean mm-hmm. by coarse gang rejection and, and what does that look like in terms of a configuration in comparison to other hydrofloat applications that have that have come well, before? Yes, really that is a very attractive uh, configuration for the hydrofloat uh, installation in a circuit. When we talk about coarse uh, gang rejection, we are uh, thinking in the application of this flotation at the beginning of the flotation uh, stage. What it means instead to feed from grinding directly the conventional flotation, we are having a previous pass through this coarse particle flotation plant. And in in that case, we can uh, work over the stream that is coming from the grinding and reject that coarse material that has no much value And in that way, we release uh, the system downstream because we are sending the more valuable particles to the conventional flotation. 
but also we create positive gap energy upstreams in the grinding because we can work now with coarser particle size. That is essentially the definition of this uh, duty. Fantastic. And you also talked about water recovery. Can you just explain a little bit about how Hydrofloat contributes to improved water recovery and how that works together? The main focus for our uh, process was use the benefit of this early gun rejection uh, in order to use better the energy and also use more efficiently the water density use. So what is happening now that we are processing more with pretty much the same water. So that explains what he's saying. When, when we are saying about savings, we are saying we are using the intensity of the water in a better way, processing more tons per hour. And also because of the stream are different, we can redistribute the water in a better way in the plant to optimize also the water consumption. So in this paper, you also talked about the commissioning process in the in the copper concentrator. Can you just elaborate on any specific challenges that you face during that uh, commissioning process and, and how you overcame those? Yes, uh, well, um, I will mention first a well-known and expected challenge that uh, was part of, of the definition of the project that was the demonstrate and operate this full-scale CPR plant in a plant that is running it and, and, and we are online with the production, you know what I mean? So everything what we can do in the CPR plant will have an impact in the concentrator performance. So for that reason, and that is part of what we explain in the paper, we uh, elaborate program in three steps to can start to learn uh, about the process, about the equipment, but impacting minimum what we are producing in the concentrator and avoid issues in production. So that was the challenge per se of this project. And a second challenge that was unknown and unexpected, <laughs> and we have to face it during the commissioning, uh, was related to the, the water stream that we recover from the hydrofloat concentrate. As you know, the hydrofloat concentrate is very dilute, so it's to keep the balance uh, of the system in terms of the water, uh, you have to recover that water. And per design was expected that that water has some fine particles contents and, and was assumed that from the beginning, but what's unexpected was the materiality of the pumps and some valves that we install in that stream uh, was not uh, the adequate to handle that. So we have a lot of abrasion and accelerate wear in those components. That was a headache in the moment in the commissioning, as you know. Also, we were in COVID period, so any spare part, anything that you can require take longer or sometimes forever to get at site. So the solution and how we, we have to do was uh, replace the pumps and the valves for the correct uh, equipment and, and the current materiality to can handle this abrasion, but also in the operational point of view, what we need to do was to take more care about the, the watering system that is recovering that water to try to keep under the 
the right limits uh, the percentage of fine particles in that stream. Yeah, okay, that's fascinating. The water the water recovery aspects are, are really interesting in this because it seems kind of intuitive that you have to add a lot more water into the hydroflow, but you're able to improve the water efficiency because you produce that coarse tailing stream out of it as well. So yeah, that's that's interesting to see that that was that was one of the constraints there. In terms of the performance of of El Sedado, the whole concentrator, what were the performance improvements that were observed after implementing the the Hydroflate technology, and were there any unexpected benefits or outcomes that you you achieved? Yes, that that is. Uh, I think it's the question that everybody wants to know. What was the the performance? Because uh, we we always say that was good, was successful. We, we never provide a number, you know. But I can share with you something uh, very interesting today for the audience. Is as everybody knows, the Soldado CPR plan was successfully handover to operation, and having exceeded the targets that Anglo America has for this project in energy unit consumption and enables uh, at El Soldado increase um, the process of the plant capacity in 16%. So that uh, was achieved without any additional energy just by coarsening the grain. And all of this uh, without affecting the recovery in the overall circuit. So that for us was uh, the key outcome, and that was uh, at the end of the day what we are trying to figure out after this demonstration. Put a number uh, about how much we can increase the the throughput in a plant like El Soldado in a copper application. Very good. So sixteen percent increase in throughput while maintaining the recovery. That's a, a very good economic benefit. So after seeing that benefit, there must be a lot of different applications that Anglo is, is looking at in implementing this technology and other, other concentrators or other commodities. Can you share what you see as the potential future applications for, for coarse particle flotation and, and where you see this technology going? Well, um... Answering first uh, the question about the other commodities and other applications in Anglo American, as you know, we are developing the future smart mining program, and that is across all Anglo Americans. So after this successful uh, result in copper, we also are transferring all this learning to other commodities like platinum and iron ore. So at the moment, those are the other applications that we are looking for. And, and, and analyzing and developing engineering around that. And about the hydroflow technology, I think uh, the, the experience in El Soldado allowed to us to can learn how flexible is the hydroflow technology to be adapted to different ore types in the feed, different particle size. You can accommodate the whole process to can handle that with no problem. Also, as we were discussing at the beginning, you have flexibility to pick up and choose where do you want to put this coarse particle flotation at the beginning of the flotation or at the end as a scavenging tailings mode, depending what is the risk aversion, what is the necessity of your application or what is you are looking for in your greenfield project. And I think in the in the following years, uh, the most probably will be that hydroflow will be 
another standard equipment to be considering as part of the standard concentrator design. So pretty much that grant. Well, thank you so much, Karina, for sharing with us the outcomes from your paper. And once again, congratulations for, for winning the SEEK medal. It's really, it was a really fantastic bit of work that you were able to publish. And yeah, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Gran, and I hope this information could be useful for the colleagues in the industry. Fantastic. Thanks for listening, and we hope you found value and ideas from this episode. Your voice and advocacy can help us to expand conversations in eco-efficient mineral processing. So, if you have enjoyed the podcast, please give us a positive rating or even write a quick review on Google or Apple iTunes. If you'd like to stay informed and involved, you can tap into free resources at our website, seekthefuture.org. That's C-E-E-C, thefuture.org. You can also subscribe to our regular Seek News, which features information on new podcasts, videos, and events. And to join our expanding group of advocates and sponsors, just email comms at seekthefuture.org. That's C-O-M-M-S at seekthefuture.org. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us for the next Seeking Change podcast.